Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. My name is Deepalm. Follow me on Twitter at Deepalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guess it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe everywhere. You get your podcast for absolutely free 99. First and foremost, thank you all for the feedback we've gotten on Monday's episode. Had a really great uh, enlightening conversation with Cam there from uh, the ringer.com later PW Torch. If you uh, haven't checked that out, make sure you go back and check it out. Even if you don't care about pro wrestling, the conversation is more about life and work and how to make sure your personal ethics align with the way you move through the world, even though we move through a world that often tests those ethics. So it was a really great conversation with my friend who's had an amazing amount of success these last couple of years. Uh, this is what we're going to call the Wednesday something. So if you're keeping notes at home and you want to keep me accountable, God bless you. Every Monday, you're going to have a podcast. We're going to record it over the weekend, and we're going to get it out to you on Monday. Every Wednesday, you're going to get a second podcast. It's going to be Wednesday something. It may not always be long. It may not always have another guest, but it's always going to be something on Wednesday morning to kind of get you to the midweek. Then, if I feel like it, if i got time, if i got things to talk about, we'll give you the third thing that week. This week, you're getting that third thing, because tomorrow night, on Wednesday night, Jason Smith, late of Dude You Crazy, and, uh, and I are going to sit down and go through the NFL draft, at least the first round, and talk about kind of the dogs as they move towards the draft. That's right. This is a general sports podcast, but I'm still me. I'm a dog fan. And uh, if you want to hate me more than you already do... Just look at the Georgia schedule for next year. I'm going to keep saying it. Let it sink in real good. Just let it kind of percolate in your brain space. Now, so you know what's coming this week, which means the Susan and Mandalorian podcast is coming a little bit later. Not pushed. Just going to have to move some things around. Not a huge deal there. But I'm very excited for this because the Wednesday something allows me to touch on things that happen early in the week. You do a weekend podcast. It feels like you'll lose a lot of stuff that goes on. And boy... Was there a lot of shit that went on this Monday? This Monday, before 5 p.m., Tucker Carlson got fired. Don Lemon got fired. Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets. Pross from the Fuji's trial, where he admits to being an FBI informant and is being accused of taking a million or $10 million from China, goes to jury? What? That one's weird. Uh, Dizzy lays off a bunch of people because they choose to. Remember, it's never because these corporations have to. It's always because they choose to. There's an arrest warrant for Bam Margera reset the clock. And the Sega workers form a union. All that stuff happened Monday. I could come here for your Wednesday something and giving you a lot on most of those. The prize thing. I... Tupac's never been wrong. That's funny. Everyone Tupac hated, he was right about. Um, but I'm not going to talk about any of that. Because your boy, expecting to be a father in August, your boy, 37 years old, your boy, with a wife and a house and a job, stayed up until 1.30 in the morning on Monday night to watch LeBron James Really solidify everything you've always said about him. Worth every second. Before we get to the late game, let's talk about the early game. Because you had what some would describe as a pivotal game occurring down in Miami. You've got 
the Miami Heat fighting to stave off the juggernaut that is the Bucks. If you don't be paying attention, I'll catch you up really quickly. The Bucks have been, over the last few years, really, one of the ascendant teams in this league. Particularly on the defensive end, they presented challenges that have not been conquered by anyone in the league. Miami Heat. This season, Heat fans, call me a liar if you want to, have been a scrappy yet underachieving regular season team. Well, on Monday night, Miami facing a returning Giannis minus Tyler Hero held home court and now lead the series three to one. How did this happen? You look at the breakdown. Milwaukee led up to the first quarter. Makes a bunch of sense. Led up to the second quarter. Still makes sense. Led up to the third quarter. And here's where things get weird because if you're looking at box scores, you don't understand what happened. And I say that not to denigrate you for being a box score watcher, although watch the games, but because I can't even adequately describe to you what happened. For my nerds out there, Jimmy Butler went Super Saiyan. It may have taken 40 episodes to get there, but he finally hit that level where we've all called it before. Playoff Jimmy, they've called him Jimmy Buckets. They've called him uh, Timothy Butler. It's... So wild to watch it happen in real time. He's taking all that NBA knowledge, all that NBA evolution that we've seen over the last few years and wiped his ass with it, basically. Your corner threes are more efficient than these twos? All right, well, I'm going to shoot mid-range because I'm going to blow by your first line of defense and know that they're going to feel comfortable knowing that back line's there. I'm going to take advantage of that gap and I'm going to score like it's 1993 and I'm Michael fucking Jordan. Jimmy Butler was unreal. The, the, the Heat have been unreal. Giannis is clearly injured even though he put up a triple-double last night. Monday night, excuse me. Something's wrong. And one of the things that's wrong, I know intimately. Because Mike Bolton, Mike, Mike, I don't know how to put his last name. Coach Bud. Budenholzer, I'm just kidding. Coach Bud brought me something I never thought I'd see in Atlanta. I don't know if y'all remember this shit. When he was coaching in Atlanta, the Hawks were fantastic one year. They were the one seed. They peeled off a bunch of wins in a row. And one time, they made all our starters the player of the month. Like, I celebrated at the time. and I'm a Hawks fan. Talk a little shit. That's so fucking embarrassing. That's some... We the best, like it's ah man, that's just some, mm, that's some weak shit right there. But hey, they made a conference finals with Coach Bud. But one of the things about Coach Bud, and one of the things that you saw in Milwaukee is a problem with Coach Bud is his adherence to the plan. He's not a very good in series or in game coach as far as making adjustments. He believes he's built a system that's able to withstand whatever you can throw at it. That's that Spurs system. That's that Popovich. That's that adherence to the principles of the offense or the defense that they're running. His inflexibility allowed Jimmy Butler to go on a 13-0 run. Do I mean the Heat? I do not mean the Heat. I mean Jimmy Butler. Because if I'm a coach and I'm up 13 and then a flurry happens and I'm up 9 
Then they score again. And then I'm up six. At some point, I'm grabbing a timeout in Miami, in Dade County. No, dog. We're calling a timeout. We're going to calm this shit down. Let the cocaine work out of their systems a little bit. It's Miami. There's a lot of cocaine in the room. But no, Coach Bud trusted his system and said, I'm going to ride this bitch out. And now he's going back to Milwaukee facing elimination. Do I think the series is over? Absolutely not. Giannis is still the best player on the planet for my money. Um, not the MVP this year, but the best player on the planet. And he could do the Giannis things. And we've seen Jimmy get burned out when he had those kind of performances. But 56 points, that's some legendary shit. I don't care what round of the playoffs it happens in. But man, that late game. That late game... Shout out to everyone else who stayed up. Shout out to everyone else who made the conscious decision that I'm going to watch every second of this Lakers-Grizzly game because they'd gone full pro wrestling. Dylan Brooks had come out after game two. Excuse me, was after game one? He came out and said, I poke bears. I got this. I'm not scared of LeBron. I don't respect LeBron. I wish I'd played Miami LeBron. Well, young man, I love it. Please, bring us the smoke. The smoke's entertaining. The smoke gives us shit to talk about. But if you give the smoke, and then you lose, and you pull the, I don't want to speak to reporters, acts, Dylan, you got ejected, and now you don't want to talk? When you say, hey, man, he's going to come back and do his talking on the court. Game four, Dylan Brooks. It's a long game, back and forth, up and down. Two good teams playing. But guess what? When it came down to it, LeBron James, at the top of the key, did some uninventive, some put your head down, old school, you can't stop this kind of LeBron. The LeBron that has the Mario star where motherfuckers bounce off him, that's the LeBron that came to Dylan Brooks's chest and got that layup to tie that game. Did I wish that LeBron's heave had counted so I could have gone to bed? Of course I do. I'm only one man. But I'll say this. They came out in that overtime and got a not great offensive game out of Anthony Davis, and that Lakers team found a way. And I think that should be very, very worrying for the teams down the stretch here. As you look at the West, it's not the strongest thing in the world. It's a lot of wide openness. Uh, we'll talk about the other, one of the other series that just ended as we were recording. But a confident Lakers team that has nothing to lose, that's scary. And them going to Sacramento or having to deal with the Warriors next round, whew, that just sounds like fun. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, if you're ever in Atlanta area and you want to laugh on a Tuesday night, I am up there on Tuesdays doing trivia at Tin Roof Cantina off Briarcliff Road. Uh, trivia starts at 7, open mic starts at 9, the list drops at 8.30. We'd love to see you guys up there. But while I was record while we were recording, while the open mics were occurring, the, the, the Hawks were mounting a fourth quarter comeback. And I'm watching the list and I'm watching the game. And I'm like, I'd really rather not be on stage. Before this game ends. I'm watching the list. And I'm watching the game. And I'm watching it get tighter. And I'm watching it get more close. And I hear. 
Next comic, Daniel Palmer. Do my set, five minutes. It's a good set. I was able to use a joke that I thought was going to fall flat. Did not fall flat. Got a big laugh. So I now have more confidence in that joke. Very excited about it. It was five minutes of new material. Very exciting night. But I sat down. And I really, really, really tried to listen to some other comics. I really did. But man, look. That young man, Trey Young. Them hawks. You don't want these problems, Boston. No Dewante Murray? And you lose at home like that? For those of you who do not know, the fourth quarter, I thought it was over. I had really been like, okay, I can focus on my set. Nah, baby. The Hawks outscored the Celtics by 12 points. Won this game by two. On the strength of Trey Young. On the strength of him going out there and breaking people. Yeah, 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 that last second three was cold as ice. I'm not going to deny that for one second. But when you look back at this series, when you look back at the production. There's a lot of questions you got to ask about the things even I was saying about the movement of Trey Young. From the last two fourth quarters with Trey Young, Quinn Snyder as his coach, when defenses were keying on him, 11 of 20 from the floor, 24 minute, minutes, 36 points. You got Ray Young, Trey's dad, tweeting out, Quinn Snyder's the best thing that ever happened to my son in Atlanta. And I know all love is temporary. I see he was very excited about Nate Burke a couple years ago. But I'll, I'll name McMillan to see Nate Parker. Ooh, that's a big tank. Nate McMillan. But I'll say this. I like what they're able to do. I like the fact that they're able to find ways to get him open late in these games. I like the fact that this team seems to rise to the occasion at the biggest occasions. Hey, that Heat team that's dog-walking Milwaukee. I know I just saw the other shit. I'm just going to make a point. They got beat in the play-in by this Hawks team. And I was told by AppleCare that Boston was the best team in the nation. Here's how serious Atlanta is about this game. Think about what you know about the demographics of Atlanta before I tell you this next thing. They have moved a Janet Jackson concert from Thursday to Friday because of this Hawks Celtics game. They mess up a lot of people's travel plans because the Hawks are going to hold court Thursday night. And Game Sevens. Ask the Knicks about Trey Young in closeout games. Boston faithful, I imagine you won't enjoy what you hear. Like I said, Wednesday show up things going to be maybe short, maybe long. Last thing I want to talk about before I get out of here, we're still in the midst of uh, Phoenix and Clippers right now. It's wrapping up the third quarter as I'm signing off. Denver just put the kibosh on Minnesota. I want to see if I can get 
I'm doing this live, so bear with me here. Ant had 29 tonight, 13 and 27 from the floor. A lot can be said about this Minnesota team across this series. I think you learned less about the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets just kind of coasted a little bit. Um, Jokic finished that the game 8 for 29 for 28 points. I think it will need to be more locked in as the series continues. Anthony Edwards is here. And as much as I, you know, I'm the, the title of this episode has a Hemothy joke in it. Anthony Edwards, that's a bad man. Let's look at his splits for this, this round of games. Because that's something wild. So this game, he played four postseason games. Averaged 32 48 from the floor, 40 from three, 85 from uh, free throw line. Two blocks a game. So, yeah. Are you excited about it? Are, are you happy with saying, you know, oh, they lost and they didn't have a lot of fight in them and the Rudy thing's not working out and da-da-da-da? Of course not. Those aren't good feelings. But you know you've got something real special in Anthony Edwards because – I don't know what the makeup of that Timberwolves locker room is like, but there's one guy in there with a whole lot of spot steel in his spine. Do y'all think, and this is weird. I'm just going to leave before we get out of here on this. Do y'all think that it's an aging zeitgeist that had us all change from these Grizzlies are the future last year? to us getting a little fed up with their antics and somehow turning the LeBron Lakers into lovable underdogs <laughs> because it just feels like all of the sports media has been able to cudgel. And I'm, I, I agree with them. Fuck these. The, the, the Grizzlies have gotten to become annoying. But it's so easy to cudgel them. And now for the first time, probably since he decided to make a decision, I feel like the world's behind LeBron James a little bit. It's interesting. Dylan Brooks wasn't the villain we needed or wanted, but he was the villain that came right on time because when he talked and it didn't work, oh, buddy, the weight of that crashing down on you's got to feel terrible. But LeBron James, in a pivotal game five, game four, excuse me, put up 20 and 20 in year 20. It's been a while, I can officially announce, tis the season. Happy LeBronica, everyone. We'll be back again Thursday morning with Jason Smith and our draft preview. That was your show. There is no outro. See you then.